A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and by sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away oh my goodness episode 22 it's here the collector and the dealer vintage modern everything else in today's sports car world today football with a U. That's right. We'll be talking soccer. I'm Chuck Oliver. I am the collector. Been doing that since 1975. I found a few 75 tops cards, like four or five of them. Uh, and I just started collecting and it's been four and a half decades later. And I am a collector. He's Joe Davis. He is the dealer. He started out like me as a collector. And then he got on the business end of things. And for at least 30 years, he's been doing it full time. Uh, huge presence on eBay, a storefront, etc. Joe, welcome. How you been, man? been doing great uh actually been moving my home so i've been relocating a lot of cards so. yeah yeah and i've said i commented to joe about a week ago i was like there's nothing worse than moving moving your home he's like except moving your business uh because you did that recently as well tell everybody about the move a little bit if you want to but then also how they can get in touch with joe davis the dealer yeah the reason the move to the business was so tough we we relocated out to a ten thousand foot building in loganville and it was 10,000 square feet of cards we moved. And uh, so if they want to visit us out there, we do curbside service every day. Excuse me, Tuesdays through Saturdays, 12 to 4. And then uh, online, we're available worldwide at gotbaseballcards.com. And on eBay under Stellar Got Baseball Cards, we have about 600,000 items available. Uh, all sports, boxes, pre-sales, you name it, autographs, whatever, we've got it. Now, this is the development of Joe's business. Um, I was out there. We had some website stuff or some podcast stuff we were going to talk about, X, Y, Z. And he's like, yeah, come on in. Let me show you. Let me give you the tour. And so early on a Saturday morning, you're showing me the building. And there's a lower level, a main level, and then an upstairs. And I knew what you were doing, Joe. I was like, oh, he bought the building. He's going to occupy one floor and have a couple of tenants that carry the note each month. And basically, he'll get free rent. And Joe, you looked at me and you're like, yeah, we thought about that for about five seconds. And then we realized we're using every square foot of this store. Talk about the move in. And I mean, literally you ran out of space already. Yeah. Uh, thankfully my brother, I told him uh, when we were doing the move, he, and I said, well, I think I'm going to find me a tenant for the top floor. You know, that'll help pay part of the mortgage. And he was like, Joe, just give it a couple months, give it a couple months, make sure you get everything in there, get it the way you want it. And sure enough, we've, uh, we filled it out and, and, uh, it, it, it's awesome. We we're so blessed to have it and to have all first time in 29 years in the business, I have enough space to do what I want to do with it. And, uh, 
so uh, employees can actually breathe and function. And uh, but yeah, it's it's a, a it's a true blessing to have that much room to work in, and helps us be much more organized and be able to process orders more efficiently, both coming and going. And uh, so, but yeah, we we pretty much filled out uh, every bit of it in one way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, I said we're talking football with a U, that's soccer, football. Uh, we were up on the top, the third floor of your building, and you opened a door to what was just going to be an office if it was used, you know, by, by a different company. You opened this, this, this door, and I stepped into a, just a regular-sized office uh, room, and I looked up on the shelf beside me, and I saw row after row after row of soccer cards. And I was like, oh, you had some overflow. You had to move some of your soccer cards in here? And you looked at me, and you said, Chuck, this entire room is soccer cards. Yeah. Um, just give us, give us the A&E biography, the short version, of when soccer cards got to be so unbelievably popular because you told me your international business for soccer cards, and even domestically, it's as big as anything else. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I have to give credit to uh, one of my coworkers, Austin Brown, who was a customer back in the day. And he, he was like my only soccer customer in 2014 when Panini started coming out with uh, their first World Cup Prism product. He ordered it. And then <clears throat> year after year, there'd be new soccer releases. And he was like my only guy buying it. And he kept saying, you know, soccer is so popular internationally. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's never going to catch on here. And uh, then finally, as it started building over the last few years, Austin convinced me, he said, Joe, we, you know, we really ought to launch a, a break business, uh, which we now host at usbreaks.com. And he said, you know, mainly targeted to soccer customers. And I'm like, hey, if you want to do it, I said, you know, I'll back it. I said, you, you run it. You know, I'll, I'll supply the product, uh, you know, have fun with it. And I never dreamed what it would turn into. Now we're the number, I believe mathematically we're the number two soccer breaker in the U S and, uh, one of the largest on the planet. And we, we uh, just today, uh, as we record this, a new soccer products coming out, select soccer. And, uh, we already have tons of demand for it. Uh, but we are seeing so many people both in the U S and internationally hop into this market, uh, both buying boxes, buying uh, cases, buying singles, buying graded singles. There's so much demand, especially for the top four or five guys. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, but I want to say it again because I actually got to see it on your face this time. Um, when you were telling me about soccer and some of the breaks, you said, and of course, if I got a customer in Spain or Greece or somewhere, they just want the hits. They don't want me to waste, you know, quote, waste postage sending over all the filler, the minor stars, the commons. And you pointed and you're like, Chuck, I, I got thousands and thousands of thousands and thousands of card, good cards that folks just don't want to pay the shipping because they're looking at it really as a scratch off. And so you've been able to build inventory sort of inadvertently. Yeah. Well, and, and that's changing, uh, over the years, you know, from when we started doing the breaks, we were really starting to do a lot of, them in, in 2018, 2019, like we broke about a hundred cases of 18 world cup prism. We're talking, you know, 1200 boxes of that. And now it's a $5,000 box. Um, but at the time, 
customers just wanted, you know, the autographs or the really yeah. rare parallels. And they're like, we don't care about the bay. So I was just like, what are we going to do with all this? So like we just started piling up 5,000 count box, box after box. And we have, you know, I don't know. We probably have, <clears throat> I, I don't know, a hundred of them stacked up. And, uh, then, it, you know, um, in time it's aged and then certain guys started taking off out of the product. It was their first card. And then, then people started saying, well, you know, this is their rookie prism card. We need to grade that. And now I literally have had an employee spending, um, a good part of the last month, just stripping cards out of those boxes to get graded. So, uh, it's just, um, uh, it's a blessing to have just all this, inventory that we basically inherited and now it's turning into uh, valuable assets and as you said a lot of folks have gotten wise whoa wait a minute what did i leave with joe back in 15 16 17 i'm yeah. taking all my cards now yeah um I yeah ask that's you, what I mean. they, they take it all i want to ask you about a couple of examples specifically in the world of soccer um you were mentioning your employee now collector back in the day 2014 uh the 2014 world cup prism hanger boxes uh you said 20 cards per box there is a price you're selling them for now can you take us back to 2014 and talk about maybe just as an example what's happened with that box since it was issued yeah i never had them back then i mean but i think original srp was probably 10 or 12 dollars a box wow and now they've sold as high as uh we didn't sell any of this high. We sold a couple at nine hundred dollars recently, but they they peaked at uh, some some actually went over a thousand dollars because the uh, there it is the first prism cards of Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, uh, Suarez. You know, a lot. Of, it has a Pele, Pele's first prism card, um, Robert Baggio. A lot of. Uh, a lot of legends in that product and it's their first prism cards and there's so much demand across all sports for the first prism cards and, and you know when you talk about the first cards you know there are some misnomers in the industry i mean like the 52 tops mantle that's a 52 mantle that's not his you know quote rookie card that's 51 bowman right or his first card but correct correct but yeah there's always debate about that but the um for for those, it's a lot of them. It's not their true rookie because they were in other like international products. Yeah, it's their first prism card, and there is so much demand for that. Uh, but when you have something like a '54 Aaron, all right, there's the rookie. We know with so many of these, there's the rookie. Some of them there's some ambiguity. You had made a comment. I'd asked you about a 2004 Panini Sports mega cracks a lionel messi is a psa 10 rookie is at auction right now and it's already past the sixty thousand dollar mark a psa 10 2003 panini sports mega cracks ronaldo rookie also at auction now was there a soccer market 16 years ago seven like who would have been buying this other than just the hardcore fan exit no there was not and uh, again that was not a u.s release it was an international release and I've known about those cards for years, but unfortunately, um, when uh, my friend Austin told me about those a few years ago, he said, you know, those are the iconic 
you know, the, the ones that everybody believe they treat it like that's, that's the rookie to own. That's the yeah. rookie to own. I'm like, yeah, that's cool for soccer collectors. But you know, cause I remember when he told me about the mess, he goes, Oh, that messy, it's a $5,000 card. And I'm like, <laughs> like I'm going to spend 5,000 on a soccer card, but you know, hindsight's 2020. And uh, obviously I, I could have been the seller of that card. That's over 60 grand now. So. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump into the vintage world, specifically my vintage world, my 1966 top set. Chuck, what are you talking about? Be back in a couple of minutes. I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of the collector and the dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more. And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better, and my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial, and that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-Day Budget Cleanse, as well as Oxygen's guide on how to save up to $100,000 in taxes in 2020, just for telling them you heard Chuck talking about it. Breathe easier about life. Visit OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. All right, we jump back into this, Joe. It is the vintage part of the podcast. Um, and let's talk what we have decided to do, what I decided to try um, with my 1966 Topps baseball set. Now, you and I have talked about, I uh, actually saw this in, in, in action uh, back in February. Somebody brought you some sets uh, mid-50s up through the 70s or so. And you were explaining to him that if you take some of the best cards and mostly stars and then minor stars, and you can even work down to singles or, you know, checklists, whatever, you know, comments. But you call it taking the cream off the top. And you kind of go in and you'll harvest out some of the absolute best pristine cards that have the best chance of getting high grades from the grading companies. And then the collector can go back in and refill those slots with other raw singles. Um, I've never done this. I don't grade. I don't buy for investments. But I have gotten so intrigued by this aspect of it. Uh, so just tell me what happened a couple of weeks ago when I showed up. I gave you a 66 top set in an album. Tell everybody what happened next and what we're in the process of doing. Yeah, basically uh, what I did with your set is I first went through it to look at the uh, minor semi-stars and stars, and I checked condition on each of those, pulled out uh, what I thought you know had a shot 
obviously there's a little more leeway on the stars, you know, because like a, a rose six or seven is still a really good card. Um, not so much if it's a common, but, um, with, uh, then after I did the first pass of them, Steve, who handles our grading at the shop primarily, he went back through it this week and he looked at every card that I had skipped over and pulled out the nicest commons left in the set, uh, for grading in hopes that, you know, you'll have some eights or better, let's hope. And, uh, so we've, you know, pulled, I think I, I forgot with the email I sent you, but you know, I think we pulled out maybe 20 cards roughly out of mm -hmm. the entire set, uh, 20, 25 cards. And so we're going to hope for the best on those. And then once they come back graded, you'll have the choice to put them back in your set as basically a complete set with some high grade keys and commons or sell those off the top. And then, then, then you'll be back on the hunt for other high grade cards to put back in them. And, and I, Walked in, folks, I want to let everybody know, I mean, Joe and I have known each other long enough that, that you know, we can be transparent. Uh, I said, Joe, I understand this is not a legal binding agreement. This is not a contracted uh, uh, opinion that you're giving here. Um, where you just give yourself the best chance. And so you know what to look for. I had a 65 Marischal that I had just, a uh, Topps Marischal that I brought in just as a loose single. And you took two seconds. You're like, centering's too much off. It can't be a nine or a 10. Um, and so I have to assume after you've seen, I mean, literally millions of cards, it gets to be sort of a streamlined process for you. Whereas when the collector looks at his own cards, we're always biased and we're not as experienced. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I liken it to being a banker with counterfeit bills. You know, we, we immediately can pick out, um, the good from the bad, not that we're not going to make mistakes, but, uh, we're, we're very proud of our reputation for being really good pre-screeners. We had a, I made a customer's day yesterday who had sent me, it's uh, shockingly, I had one customer send me over 8,000 cards for us to pre-screen for grading. Um, and he got his first batch back of first invoice, 352 cards. Now, again, these are all modern, but uh, we had sent 352 cards, uh, 343 of them graded a nine or a 10. Wow. And and only nine graded less than a nine. So we were proud of that that one. I told him, I said, don't hold us to this standard. <laughs> I said, we're but, good. We're not this good. But, but that's why you put another set of eyes on things. Um, yeah. You know, and, and this is why, and I'll tell a little funny story. I was, uh, you know, I'm collecting my sets. I've got a, a 69 set, a 69 tops baseball set. And I needed two cards. I needed Jim Rowland, if you remember him. I believe he's on a Twins card that year. He's a pitcher. And I needed Nolan Ryan. Well, the Nolan Ryan ran me about three hundred fifty bucks. Um, the funny thing is, the only Jim Rowland who could not be more common, the mm -hmm. only Jim Rowland I could find, Joe, was one that was that was up to my standards, really nice. But it was in a seven holder, and I was like, mm -hmm. that ain't a seven. It's really really nice. But in a seven holder. It was $15, and I was like, that's basically the price of submission to PSA, and I yeah. know what was going on. The guy looked at this really nice card and was thinking, at least an 8, maybe a 9. And and when you see a pure common that there was no, quote, reason to get it graded, it was always somebody trying to, to take a shot, right? Yep, exactly. And so that's why you wind up, you know, I had to pay a little bit more of a premium because that should have been about a $3 card. But I looked at it, and I was like, no, it's so nice. Here's your 15 or 18 or whatever it was. That's just kind of what you have to do sometimes. So we'll keep everybody updated. Joe has now sent off about 20 or so cards from the 66 set. 
Uh, we will keep everybody updated as we do that with some of my other sets to see what the results are. And then when we start getting the cards back, uh, we'll tell you what's going on with there. All right, that's going to uh, wrap up the main part of the episode. But you know how we end it each week. Joe buys a box. The man said Joe's buying a box. Joe, we do this ahead of the weekend every week. You're going to get a box. What are you buying? How much? What's in it? What might you find? Uh, This week, I'm going to pop a box. I've seen these sitting on our shelves at the store, and we've moved a lot of them, but it's actually an affordable 2020 football product, which is 2020 Donruss football blaster box. Uh, You actually can get 88 cards for like 30 bucks. Uh, with a jersey, instead of a jersey or an auto, this time they put a jersey or a special magnet card. So I haven't even seen one of these pulled yet, so that would be cool. I'm sure Jane will love it if I stick a Joe Burrow magnet up on my refrigerator. So, you know, I have a little fun with that. Fantastic. And Joe, I have to imagine that uh, I would just want to reiterate here some that you mentioned way back, maybe on our first or second podcast episode. Uh, you said with a lot of the new product, if you can, you want to get a sealed full box because if somebody's opened a Donruss football blaster at a at just a hobby shop, a retail shop, or Target or somewhere, and there's five packs missing, it could be someone who, when the box is open, they keep buying until they hit the pulls, and then they know that I've gotten both autographs or both jerseys or whatever. Um, right. And so you really recommend a full box, don't you? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, all right, so... Uh, Chuck's Vintage Set of the Week brought to you by Oxygen Financial. And actually, I'm going to fudge a little bit. Chuck's Vintage Sets of the Week, although these are are seriously scarce. Uh, everybody knows we were talking in an earlier episode. I'm collecting a 67 Tops Master Set, which a Master Set, you have to have the variations. You have to, I, For me, I want a wrapper. I want the inserts, whether it's embossed or booklets or posters or whatever. Well, Joe, when I started collecting my 67 Tops baseball master set, I also started pursuing the Red Sox and Pirates stickers. They're about they're those transfers, remember? Like you put it on something, rub a spoon on the back of it. Um, yep. There were 33 stickers put out by Tops uh, for the Red Sox and 33 for the Pirates. And I started collecting them. I was like, why are these inserts so dang expensive? Joe, I was a perfect example of someone. What was the company? Was it Sims back in the day? An educated consumer is our best friend. Um, I hadn't done enough research. I thought the top stickers were inserts. They were actually a test set in Pittsburgh and Boston. And I put together about half the set before I finally got so uh, annoyed by it. And then I realized I was collecting something that wasn't even part of the set. These are seriously scarce. Do you ever even run across them? Uh, I've seen them on, I've never owned either. I mean, I've never owned a single one that I recall. Um, I love the colors in those sets. I was looking at some of them on eBay this morning as we'd been talking about them and, uh, just beautiful color. I, you know, I, I love the ones they have a Red Sox pennant and, uh, you know, uh, there's some really catch funny catch phrases on some of them. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of demand, uh, in high grade for those cause you, they are scarce. And uh, just just not not many of them out there, and certainly not many in high grade. Yeah, well, when I bring you my '67 master set to look at, the stickers will not be included. Uh, like I said, I got about halfway through, and I was I started looking at my my accounting ledger, what I put into it, and I said, this just is not making sense. And it was because I had been silly; I had not done all of my research, and I just assumed they were inserts, and they weren't. So, 
I've got about half that set, and I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and finish it. Uh, it is Yaz and Clemente, and it's Go Red Sox, and you know, it, it's it's just a bunch of cool little pennants. There's 33 of each. That is my vintage sets of the week. All right, it's going to wrap up episode 22 of the Collector and the Dealer. Join us again next week for episode 23. What happens on the other side of the counter when you walk in? That's next on the Collector and the Dealer. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.